Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Inland Valley Art and Literature Show. My name is Mark Givens and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Each month we'll be bringing you literary news, event announcements from around the valley, interviews with local literary figures, readings, storytelling, and all the art news we can find. The recordings will be archived on the web and be made available for broadcast on local radio stations, podcasts, and at your school. If you're interested in using these recordings or you'd like to be a correspondent for the Inland Valley Art and Literature Show, please drop us a line at inlandvalleylitshow at gmail.com or visit us on the web at iepublications.com slash podcast. Now let's crack the spine and find out what's happening around the valley. John? Hi, this is John Brandingham from the San Gabriel Valley Literary Festival and the Valley Poets Reading Series. And I just wanted to talk about what's going on in and around Pomona, Walnut, and Claremont for October, September time, time of the year. Okay, so uh, we at the Valley Poets are going to have the fourth Saturday. We do it on the fourth Saturday of every month at the Doss Center for the Arts. We're going to have a, an open mic with three features, and our features are Michelson Knapp, um, Allison Gifredo, and Isabella Quintero, and they're great inland empire poets and writers. Um, I've known Michelson forever and Isabel for a little bit uh, less long. They're just fantastic. And uh, we have a, a five-minute open mic for, for anybody who shows up as well, and I think that's kind of the most fun part of that, that event. We also have coming up at the Dawes Center for the Arts. There's a lot going on at the Dawes Center for the Arts, and there always is. It's in Pomona. It's kind of a, a center for everyone in the community to come to. But they're coming up on their, their yearly Osbon Festival, uh, which features local uh, Hispanic and Latino artists. And it's just, I think it's really their, their best show of the year. It's absolutely fantastic every year. If you look on our website, you can get that information from them. Then we have the Inland Empire Museum of Arts. They're kind of a new uh, museum, and they're, they're open up in Upland, up above uh, the Claremont Colleges a little bit on Benson. For the month of September, they've got a show coming on called Line, Five Different Stories, with five different artists, Chen Hong Chen, Gina Herrera, Echo Liu, Linda Sue Price, Anne-Marie Rousseau. I went and I checked them out uh, this last month, and they do some just fantastic work there. It's a nice little gallery, and the gallery owner has a fantastic, fantastic eye. The focus of this series this time is to take a look at the idea of, of the essential structure of art making, which is the line. And they're taking a look at different sources, everything from Paul Clay to some of the Chinese masters of calligraphy and painting. Uh, so I, I definitely check out that if you're, you are an art lover at all. You don't have to go all the way out to LA to see great art. It's out here in the Inland Empire. We also, I, I teach at Mount Sac as well, and we are absolutely thrilled to be hosting the, the Southern California Poetry Festival, which is a sort of a wandering festival every year. And it goes all over LA. Last year it was at the uh, Long Beach Aquarium. And so I'm thrilled. I asked them if they'd come out and, and let us host it this year. It's going to be, if you, if you know Mount Sac, it's going to be centered around 28A Room 103, which is the big technology building. It's the building right next to the swimming pool. Anyway, you can take a look at the, our information on the website to, to check that out. It's going to feature two solid days of poets and writers and their publishers, and we're going to, it's just a celebration of poetry. So if you have any love of poetry or whatever, this is kind of the, one of the big celebrations in L.A. all year round. And I love it, too, because it's kind of in one of these, these times of the year when there aren't a lot of other poetry festivals going on. You know, the, the L.A. Uh, Festival of Books and the San Gabriel Valley 
Literary Festival and the San Gabriel Valley Poetry Festival are all in spring. This is, the, this is one of the big ones in fall, and it's really, I, I, I like to go to this every year. Okay, so for the Inland Valley Art and Literature Show, I'm John Branningham. Talk to you soon. Hi, this is Tim Hatch with the Inland Valley Art and Literature Show. I am here with Michelson Stone Sweat Knapp. We are two poets who like to talk about poetry, and today we are going to be talking about the poetry of Ross Gay. So before we start talking about Ross Gay, I want to quickly give his bio. Um, he is, this is lifted directly off of his website, Ross Gay is the author of three books, Against Which, Bringing the Shovel Down, and Catalog of Unabashed Gratitude. He's the winner of the 2015 National Book Critics Circle Award and the 2016 Kingsley Tufts Poetry Award. Catalog was also a finalist for the 2015 National Book Award in Poetry, the Ohioana Book Award, the Balcones Poetry Prize, the Hurston Wright Legacy Award, and it was nominated for an NAACP Image Award. He's very impressive. Broken Mania. This is not a joke when I wrap my hand tight around the drunk man's throat, the drunk who heaves his girlfriend around the Chevy while she begs no and please, and the pub's other drunk men won't be bothered because the Flyers play the Red Wings in game two for the cup. This drunk man is not a joke, and when I left my pal's house for some hot tea at 7-Eleven, I did not know that we would meet, but meet we did. Inmates we have become, I would say, what with that gurgling noise slurping about in your throat. And your girlfriend clutches my arm, wide-eyed and sad, not sure for whom she roots, but she knows her duty, where she sleeps. This is not a joke, drunk man. If the time and place were right, you would have been dead, your tongue yanked out, and nailed to your forehead, but the time was not right. Bouncers tore me from you, and I was wearing bear slippers, big, furry, with soft claws. Maybe I was too self-conscious to finish the job. Maybe it was my friend at my side, just released from a funny farm for a psychotic episode, whispering and quaking, that's enough. That's enough. You did not know this about me, or my friend. Did not know the previous day his hand dug hard into my shoulder from the car's back seat as we approached another hospital, pleading, don't let them do this to me, don't do this to me. That he hasn't slept in five days and is wired told me things I can't repeat for fear of my tongue turning black rot and infecting my brain. That it has nothing to do with Samaritanism, the woman or humanity. This drunk man is about me. About me shrinking your universe around your throat like a noose, showing you that to you at this second, I am God. And until my friend's mania is broke, my arm melts rocks and is a machine for murder. 
So the reason I wanted to talk about Ross Gay was because I happened to see Ross read poetry at the uh, AWP conference in Washington, D.C. last February, and he basically had the effect on me of making me want to completely rewrite everything I had written uh, from, I don't know, a, a, a more positive perspective. Um, because a lot of the subject matter that I explore is dark and ugly and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I just felt sort of like an amateur. But then I also felt, once I got past that, inspired to uh, to work harder to be a better poet. Which, any time I encounter someone like that, it blows me away. And Michelson, you've actually seen him read too, yes? Yes, yes. Um, I saw him when he read when he won the came to into Claremont when he won the Kingsley Tufts, and um, and again in uh, Claremont City Library when he read there. He also came out to to IIA um, in my final semester. Nice. Um, I don't think I realized that. Uh, he did a he did a reading there, and he did. Uh, he usually came in and talked to us for a little bit. I can't say enough nice things about. Uh, him as a person. That man just has such a big heart. This, the, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about Broken Mania is because you you watch the guy read or listen to the guy read and, um, or you just read his poetry and it's got such a, his poetics are coming from a place of, I mean, sort of positivity, not that forced um, conjured positivity, but a place of genuine Absolutely. It's Happiness, a, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's definitely uh, a generosity of, you know, I, I hesitate to say spirit, but there's definitely, um, it's the opposite of the, the sort of Hallmarky lifetime movie yeah. uh, kind it's of stuff. Forced. Which is, yeah, it's not forced, but uh, what Ross Gay has um, in this work is definitely that authentic. And there's just a love. There's, I think, in, in Broken Mania, I think one of the things that's so striking about the poem is how much love there is um, for for the figures that are in that poem. All of them, including the speaker, are people in crisis. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And um, the, the 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 thing about him is, uh, there's the the line, the last two lines of this poem. My arm melts rocks and is a machine for murder. For murder being the last line of the poem. That's a hell of a line break. And, and it's hyperbolic. And yet, uh, yes, yeah. authentic and genuine. It doesn't, feel like, it doesn't feel like the sophomoric pissing contest that it could very easily feel like. I, I agree. I agree. And it also um, is a work that shows into uh, sharp contrast all of the sort of glowing, happy things that we've been saying about him, that there's all of this this love, but then, you know, there's um, statistically the person, uh, if yeah, murderers statistically murder somebody that they love. Right. Um, so the, uh, the, 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 the gist of the poem, I guess the narrative arc of the poem, it begins with uh, the speaker's hand closed around a guy's throat which uh, is a hard place to start out at and then bring the reader into a sympathetic point of view for that, for anyone committing C an aggressive action. Certainly, from a, from a, narrative, um, from a, from a narrative standpoint, um, 
we absolutely uh, tend to root for, for underdogs. Um, we tend to, our feelings tend to go towards the person who uh, is hurt or is in crisis, uh, and certainly not for the person who is doing the hurting or is um, putting someone into, into crisis. Knowing where a lot of his other poetry comes from, he, there's a poem in this book called Alzheimer's where he talks about uh, an older woman who will never again remember his name and, uh, and uh, flower petals uh, are blowing off of a tree and falling through her hands and she's saying look at what God has done, look at what God has done and it's, a, it's this really beautiful description of this really horrible thing and um, that's what he does but this is the most overtly violent and angry poem of his that I've read. Again, and certainly in this collection. In this collection, for sure. And I haven't read his second collection, and I've only read selections from the third. But anyway, it just it, it blows me away, and it's a powerful poem. Okay, thanks for listening uh, for the Inland Valley Art and Literature Show. I'm Tim Hatch, and I am Michelson Stone Sweat Knapp. And uh, we appreciate you listening and look forward to talking to you next time. Hi, this is Joe Scott Coe with Riverside City College and Riverside City College Muse Literary Journal. I want you to know about our special fall reading series for 2017. We have four readings and Q&A with regional authors. All events are on Wednesdays. All are free and open to the public. They begin at 4.30 p.m. and they're located in the quadrangle or the main quad room 24 on the Riverside City College campus. Our lineup uh, begins on September 13th with poet Kenji Liu. On September 20th, poet and Inlandia literary laureate Nakia Cheney. On September 27th, poet Timothy Hatch. And on October 4th, Judy Cronenfeld, a regional poet and essayist, will conclude the series. For more information and for updates, go to RCC Muse magazine on Facebook. All events are sponsored by RCC Muse and Poets and Writers Incorporated through a grant it received from the James Irvine Foundation. Come out, we hope to see you there. Hello. This is Nikia Cheney, the current Inlandia Literary Laureate. What you'll be hearing next is a recording from PI, the Poetry and Performance Alliance of the Inland Empire. We meet once per month at the Mosaic in San Bernardino, where we create and discuss poetry, talk about performance, and think about social justice issues. Joining me in conversation is Micah Tasaka and Angela Paneria Dondo. Please enjoy. <laughs> the, one, the, the cool thing about this is we always walk away with like a damn good poem. You know, yeah. you ever felt that like you walk away and it's like, hey, for sure. I felt good. You know, that poem felt good. That felt like a good poem. That felt like a, you know, like, like you could do something with this. Mm. You know, it's mm. a conversation that you can take and you can continue. So thank you guys for coming. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much. And I like what you said about also like the workshop, you know, like I like it, especially, and you know it's right when you're in a place where you're actually like in conversation and dialogue about the poem and not about what's not working or anything, but just like yeah. what, what what's stimulating you? What, what, yeah. what, is, what is interesting? What is resonating with you? Just talking about it. 
you know, like get, you know, like opening all these portals instead of okay, what's working, what's not working, you know. And I'm sure there's there there are folks that find that useful. That it, it may, that's part of I guess of the editing process. But I think there's so much to gain when you just read the poem and you talk about it. You know, you just talk about it. And then the other one I was thinking about, like the existence thing that we were talking about, um, we were talking about like the Audre Lorde quote, like uh, my existence is uh, like uh, a form of political warfare and so caring for myself is not indulgence, but it's actually like a form of like political resistance. Um, okay, so my existence is political and every day I feel it weighing heavily on my joints, causing knees to buckle, snapping bones in half, difficulty breathing, barely kept intact. My existence is on the front lines constantly, dodging microaggressions as hand grenades, stepping carefully through fields of landmine looks, they'll burn a hole through me one day, I am convinced. I disrupt the feelings of others that need to be shaken. My existence is necessary, my thriving survival so very much needed. The metallic glitter in a world of primary colors, shimmering and challenging what it looks like to shine. My existence often causes discomfort to those used to having it one way, to those afraid of changing the white paint on the walls, the 4-4 rhythm in every song, the stanza breaks, the symmetrical portraits, and that's all I have. <laughs> You know, there's yeah. no kind of like didactic kind of, sure. type of you know, this is yeah. the right thing to do yeah, type absolutely. of stuff in there. You know, yeah. you don't get that, that, you know, you should be doing this <laughs> and you should be doing this and why aren't you doing this that I'm better than you are type of thing. It, I am here, you know, my own existence is, is my resistance, you know, mm -hmm. which is really good. And the yeah. images, <laughs> the images, the images, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but that is a cool way to think of resistance, especially for artists mm -hmm. and for poets. It's, it's acknowledging your existence when your existence is a threat. Mm -hmm. I am authentic, I am real, mm -hmm. I am worthy. That's what you hear in it, the I am worthy. Yes. Yeah. But it's done in a, I love the way it's done. It's, it's done in a, not a plaintive way done in a powerful, um, like you said, immediate, there's yeah. an immediacy yeah, there. there's definitely immediacy, yeah. Well, no, it's okay. No, I just put that there. Um, um, all right, so I felt, um, I felt some resistance, I would have to say, with, with the questions, you know, I felt some resistance, mm -hmm. um, but, and, and, and I think because I've also been ensconced in the kind of didactic voice, but um, I thought that I would just, instead of me like, what am I gonna, you know, I thought I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna push through it. <laughs> I'm gonna push through it. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it's good. <laughs> it's real. Um, all right. So, transformation, both collective and personal. Palms come together not out of essentialism or the failed notions of universalism. I am not here to disregard the imperfections, nor men or the church, but the violent pathologies that come with its traditions. Don't ask me what I want, or sure, ask me what I want, 
what is it you, what is your method of asking the invisible or ghostly, the words like stains, like ash, or something that might appear sweeter. When one thinks about social justice, which world do you inhabit? Can you mirror your own privilege as if it was looking back at you? While you stand in the soil and tracks laid by your own oppressors, how do you transform others if you yourself are in need of that brutal and necessary transformation? Fear, who else could you have been with? I became hurt. If they had nothing on the woman, bird song is a tiny explosion. So there I was, here I am, in order to transform me. You must sacrifice with me. Pick your war. What if you only have room for one? Too bad you must carry 12 on your back. When was the last time you asked your mother before she upped and left to wash these off your back? Or perhaps it should have been your father. Your father, your father, 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 father rock, father fog, father pigeons, father water, father notices, father failed, father causes, father surfaced, father me, father you, father I had to switch the lights on. Blast, oh, this is a Blast evoke a range of emotions, but sadly, shock is no longer one of them. And that's all I have right now. That was wow. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wow. That's authentic and raw and powerful, and it, it just gets me in to that speaker. But it's like taking Resistance. responsibility, I feel like, because like, I wrote down a few lines that were like really cool. Um, and one was, I'm not here to disregard the imperfections. And Ooh, I love that, because yes. it was like, yes. I'm not just here to ignore all the bad things and mm -hmm. talk about the good things, but I want to like, I, I just imagine like almost like, like uh, being present with those as much as you would like the good feelings, you know? Yeah. And I loved your idea of transformation and also sacrifice. That those two things I feel like are kind of tied to one another that in order to transform you have to let things go and like move. That's mm -hmm. how like forward movement happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love the bird song is a tiny explosion. I think that's my favorite line. That was so cool. It just kind of comes into that. that yeah. Bird song. It's yeah. really cool. Again, I was just thinking about just basically that question. What the hell do I want to do? What am I trying to do? You know, just in everything in general, in the life that I'm living. What am I trying to do? It's not enough to reach one ear, one bit head straining to listen to the sound of a voice louder than cars or jokes, drains or screams. I want to have palms as wide as the stadium, as cupped as the clouds above us, heavy enough to drag each ear and head and soul through the pain in this room. I might dream a whistle, tap a foot, forget, get lost in the kitchen, get lost in the kitchen. How easy is it always is to find a recipe for bread, 
how simple to sit as they swallow it down. I might even rest, but somewhere in the closet, maybe the stage cheating sleep is this idea of the compression of me, the lessening of something that should, that might, that has to be. I see the city like an umbrella torn, the way one body shifts. I smell poverty drifting through tracks, the wagering of peace for food, our fool's gold, a drug that can't heal. I hear these bad words and the crunch of gun heavy and cruel and hate as loud as warmth. And it always says, do something, pour us, do anything, do more than just spit out your soul to a group of people listening. It's not enough to try to fight without hope, your own fool way through, because it does not feel good this kind of giving. It's water and stone and cold. Uh, well, to me, kind of like, kind of almost pointed back to that idea of sacrifice and that like, um, I can't remember the line, but it was like, how hard is it, um, as it always is, to find a recipe for bread, mm. right? Something like that. Mm. Um, and that one I loved because it, it was like really about like the power of creation, um, mm. but also like something very simple and just like a very like stable uh, form of creation, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Um, I also love the line, um, do more than just spit out your soul for a group that is listening. Like, I, I definitely feel that as like a poet too, that it's like, um, that's very much what we do. <laughs> We're just like, going back to the body, we are using our bodies to like deliver things and to be like the spectacle almost. Yeah. Um, but then I feel that way a lot where it's like, oh, I feel like I don't really do much or I don't really... I'm not really pushing for change, but that that in that moment is also power. Um, yeah, I love that idea. That was really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And you know it's right when you're in a place where you're actually like in conversation and dialogue about the poem, and not about what's not working or anything, but just like yeah. what, what what's stimulating you, what what yeah. what is what is interesting, what is resonating with you. Just talking about it. When you just read the poem and you talk about it, you know, you just talk about it, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. Even if it, yeah, you know, I, I think, think that's the big mistake in. I made at the beginning of these classes is I wanted to model it from the world stage where it is critique. Sure, yeah. But mm -hmm. you know, you have to remember that it's different communities, different places, different spaces. Like, mm -hmm. what do you really want to create here? You know, mm -hmm. and I think the community is. Better. I think just having a community is better. Mm -hmm. You're right, because it's like, yeah, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong with it. You know, let's talk about what it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. For more information, please join the PI Poetry and Performance Alliance of the Inland Empire at the Mosaic a new literary art space in San Bernardino at 244 West 5th Street, San Bernardino, California. This is Nikia Cheney for the Inland Valley Art and Literature Show.
That brings us to the end of our first episode. The Inland Valley Art and Literature Show is a community-supported production of IE Publications. Music provided by Wicker Spigot Multimediums. Show notes and more can be found at iepublications.com slash podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on the next Inland Valley Art and Literature Show.